This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's Monday, November 10th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news and doing it all within 15 minutes or fewer. On Mondays in November, Trey Scott and I look ahead to the Tuesday night release of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee's Top 25. And Trey, I think we are in agreement that there were two outcomes in particular this weekend that will have an outsized impact on how much change we end up seeing in this top 25 and particularly the top four and the periphery thereof. So let's start with LSU beating Alabama. There are two questions here and take whichever one you want first. Is LSU definitely going to be number one? And does Alabama, who is number three in the first, uh, in in the first top four, do they fall out? And if so, how far? I want to take the Bama one because I spent my weekend at at a lake house in Alabama watching football with a lot of Crimson Tide fans. Um, And Steve Sarkeesian, if you're listening, they would like for you to run the ball. Bama (laughs) is, in my opinion, still the best one-loss team. And I believe Bama should be four. Now, I don't know if they will be because it kind of... Back in the day, in the old committee, before we sort of got this scary hybrid that we can't predict as well, the committee would, you know, probably drop Bama below the pecking order of Georgia, Utah, Oregon, probably not Oklahoma, because Oklahoma didn't look very good on Saturday, and then sort of let let Bama take its turn the next month uh, behind the other one-loss teams, sort of wait in line to move up. But I don't think that this committee's like the old committees. I think this committee is going to recognize that what we saw Saturday in Tuscaloosa were two of the best teams in college football. So I think Alabama drops to four, which I think is going to uh, begin cries of outrage from the big 12 and the PAC 12 regions of our country. And I think it will tell us everything we need to know about what we've got for the top four. Cause if Bama drops to four and that's it, I mean, good luck to the rest of the teams, right? Yeah, I, and I mean, I think if it's purely a question of is Alabama one of the four best teams in the country, I think that is a very easy question to answer in the affirmative. What I think, where I think things might get a little bit trickier is, okay, so Alabama having lost to LSU, what now is their best win? And I think you probably got to say it is at Texas A&M, who is number 24 at the Times, now 6-3. and three. Yes. And, I mean, they're okay, but they're not having an incredible season. It's not, that's not a win. It's not ultimately, in when you're comparing, if that's your number one resume item on your college football resume, that's, that's kind of a tough spot to be in. So, for that reason, 
I'm a little bit more of a shrugging emoji on where Alabama will ultimately end up being. It, it will certainly be an interesting test of what does the playoff committee value. Uh, I, I, because I, okay, so let's look at some of the contenders for that fourth spot. So let's say we've got Ohio State two. I think it'll be LSU or Ohio State. Uh, one and two, whatever order. I think probably LSU won based on the strength of having the best win that anybody has in college football this season. Um, but Ohio State certainly would not raise a st- I wouldn't raise a stink if Ohio State was one. But so they're one or two. Clemson, the AP has Clemson at three. Whether they Clemson will move. Clemson will move up to three. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So don't you think? I. Mm. I mean, is someone so, going to jump? That's like saying, if even if Clemson doesn't... First of all, Clemson's going to move up into the top four, at least. If Clemson yeah. doesn't move up to three, that means they're getting jumped. Like, who's going to jump them? Georgia? Congrats on your win over Mizzou? Like, I, I'm pretty sure Clemson's going to three. The only team I could even... And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but just remotely, possibly, you could construct an argument. And again... I really want to emphasize, I am not saying this will or should happen, but Minnesota now has a win over the number four team in the country, which is way more impressive than anything on Clemson's resume at this point in time. Um, that That's the only scenario I can concoct where Clemson does not move into the top four, at least. So anyway, I, I would be <laughs> absolutely shocked. Clemson is moving to the top four. Take it to the bank. <laughs> okay. And I'm pretty sure there will be three. I appreciate the fluidity at which you're thinking. Yeah. I would I would be stunned. So I, I originally Clemson, went Connor, down. There's, there's two top four te- spots for Clemson to take. Yeah. They're going to be in the top four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's probably the likelier scenario, but I, mm, I, I can't totally rule out the alternative is what I'm saying. Um so I originally went down that rabbit hole talking about Alabama. So let's compare them to other one loss teams that are in the mix. So we're talking about Georgia with one loss, Oregon with one loss, Utah with one loss, I guess Penn state, Oklahoma with one loss. I mean, of that group, just I test Alabama, I think is clearly the superior yes. team out of all those. The question will be, I think Georgia probably has better wins mixed in there. Uh, I, I think, you know, uh, if Oregon, pro- honestly, probably has a comparable. Oregon has a better win too. Washington. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, first of all, Alabama and Clemson should probably start a club called like we wish Texas. We thought Texas A and M would be better this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just be the two members of that. Look, does the committee value eye test quality wins or quality losses? Because Alabama still, nothing's changed from last week. They still don't have the quality wins. But we kind of think committee values eye test the most. Well, I don't actually know. Because the committee had Ohio State over LSU for eye test rather than resume. And then Penn State over Clemson for resume rather than eye test. I don't know. I, I, think, I think Georgia, of all those teams, and I'm interested in on your thoughts on this, Georgia would have the better quote-unquote resume of all those one-loss teams. Because at least yeah. they have the win over Florida and the win over Notre Dame. But they also have the loss to South Carolina, which just lost to Appalachian State last night. Right. So what do you do with Georgia? What do you do with Oregon? 
And the Oregon falls into the Alabama category here of, well, your best loss is Auburn. And Alabama is going to have a chance to beat Auburn. And I believe Alabama really kind of needs to pound Auburn to make a statement because it's very possible, A, that Auburn goes 8-4. and four, And B, that while Alabama is sort of walking through the wilderness here of the next few weeks and, and gets Auburn in the Iron Bowl, Oregon and Utah are going to have resume chances. Oklahoma and Baylor are certainly going to have resume chances. Minnesota is going to play Wisconsin over Thanksgiving week. Like maybe whatever happens Tuesday doesn't really matter because there's still a few weeks left as far as teams could jump Alabama. But I really do think it is interesting because if the committee puts Alabama at four, it says loud and clear how they almost, not only how they feel about Alabama, but how they sort of devalue the other teams. Yeah, I, I, yeah. What what they do with Alabama here will tell us a whole lot about how how they're thinking, what things they'll be prioritizing heading down the home stretch here. And if Alabama, if Alabama is at four in this poll, I mean, it's very likely. It becomes very likely at that point that they get in the playoff. I mean, I guess they could reserve the right to move someone ahead of them, but if if we're thinking. I mean, Alabama is better by a good bit than every team left on its schedule. Mississippi State, Western Carolina, Auburn, you know, Iron Bowl is the Iron Bowl. That'll be, yep. you know. At Auburn, Auburn yeah. has a good defense, you know, yeah. But, like, Alabama will have the inside track to, I mean, I guess you could say control their own destiny to get into the college football playoff. I mean, maybe a team that's on the periphery and ends up winning its conference title and that ends up kind of being a tiebreaker, but it it would be a really serious statement that the committee is prepared to put two SEC teams in. That's a good point. And does the committee want to put itself in a situation they have to get out of in a few weeks, i.e. put Alabama at four now, and then deal with whatever comes after when you move Alabama out on Selection Sunday for somebody else. And that's happened before. Ohio State jumped, you know, the Big 12 teams in 2014. Certainly can happen again. And it's just, it's, it's going to be fascinating because does the committee make a statement about this week? Do they leave themselves some protection, some insurance for the next few weeks to come and put Alabama at six and just sort of like, and not, you know, box themselves into a situation where they have to keep Alabama in to does Alabama, did they look good enough Saturday? And we haven't talked about this and I'll real quickly mention it. When Oklahoma lost to Kansas state, well, we said, okay, at least they cut into that three touchdown deficit in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter because you can't get blown out. I mean, Alabama at halftime Mm -hmm. was dead. If Alabama doesn't make it, I mean, even even when this was a 10-point 10, 10 game or, or 14-point game before that busted Devontae Smith touchdown, I think Alabama's argument's a lot weaker here. So it's huge that they didn't get blown out. But I, uh, you know, yeah, like, does, does Alabama, does the committee believe strongly enough that Alabama is one of the four best teams in college football to keep them in if you've got Utah or Oregon beating each other to win the Pac-12 or you've got Oklahoma and Baylor beating each other to win you know, the Big 12. And meanwhile, you're going to have Alabama with just a win over Auburn and a win over Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how much the committee kind of seeks to set up its future rankings with its current ones. Right. I, like, I, 
I mean, I want to believe that they're approaching this purely as a, every week we get together with fresh minds and all we're trying to do is rank the 25 best teams and without any prior. Like, I think that's what we all hope and want and what the committee at least projects that it is setting out to do. How much they're actually doing that. I mean, they're human beings. They're, you know, it, who knows? But uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure where Alabama is. And if they are number four, there will be a lot of I, there are already people arguing about Alabama and whether they deserve to get in any way on, on Twitter right now, even as we speak. So uh, it'll be interesting to see the other game that will have a massive, massive impact on what this ranking looks like is Minnesota beating Penn State. Penn State was the number four team in the con- in the country, very controversially so. Um, and so what that means now is that Minnesota, a team that was ranked despite being undefeated in the Big Ten, all the way down at number 17, now has a win over the number four team in the country. And only LSU at this point can boast an, an individual one-off achievement as impressive as as what uh, Minnesota just did. So how much does the committee move up Minnesota? How much does the committee value that one accomplishment over the rest of the uh, schedule so far for the Golden Gophers, which has been, you know, really not great. (laughs) So that, that too is going to be really fascinating. And then there's also how far does Penn State fall? We're going to learn like how, what kind of stones does this committee have? Because, it, the theory should be like that they should move Minnesota up to four. Yeah, Clemson to three, Minnesota to four. Uh, we don't know why Minnesota was. I mean, we we know why Minnesota was so low, but we don't know what the committee thought. Maybe, maybe the committee said, "Look, they have everything but that one win. Once they get that one win, we'll put them in the top four. The, to rise from seventeen to four in one week would obviously be unprecedented. Teams have done it before over the course of a month." To make the playoff, looking at 2014 Ohio State and 2016 Oklahoma, maybe 2015 Oklahoma, 2015 Oklahoma. Uh, To do it in one week would be, you know, sort of uh, anarchy on our hands. And I give it to the committee because, look, I think there's a lot of fun scenarios that have happened so far in college football this year. And I also think the committee has, I like it. Like, I, I think... I think this committee is way more inclined. I think you would agree to move Minnesota from 17 to four than committees of the past. Yeah. I mean, we are only going based on one week of them giving us rankings, but I mean, the fact that they put Penn state at four was kind of a bold declaration of intent a bold declaration of what their priorities are and kind of using that as a guideline. Like, (laughs) I mean, I was, you know, I don't know, half joking or what, but like, I do think there is a serious possibility, like what I was talking about earlier, that they do something really weird and really interesting and aggressive with Minnesota here, because that, I mean, just a week ago, the committee came out here and told us that Penn State was the fourth best team in the country. And if you don't give Minnesota a massive bump on the strength of beating that team, then I I don't know what we're doing here. Um, Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. Um, it's, I think the committee, uh, you know, it seems like they sort of like the talking points of this, which I know is silly to say, but hey, they talk that, you know, this is a weekly debut on ESPN for a reason, for a discussion point. I think one more interesting thing is Oklahoma 
does Oklahoma move up above either of the yeah. Pac-12 teams by virtue of just simply having another data point, Connor, just a W <laughs> over an, uh, a good Iowa State team? Now, Oklahoma was a two-touchdown you know, two, two favorite and needed a two-point conversion stop yeah. to win the game. So I'm not advocating for them to move up. I think there's it's a actually stronger, possible they move back. Yeah, I think there's you think a it's strong, possible they move back? I possible? think there's a stronger argument for them moving back, really. I mean, the Oklahoma and Baylor will get to settle it on the field next week, but Oklahoma was 9, Baylor was 12, despite the fact that Baylor was undefeated at this time last week and remains undefeated after a, you know, not great, but they won. Insane <laughs> win over TCU. <laughs> They, they, they got the win. Um, so they're surviving and advancing just like Oklahoma. But, I mean, I, I think more so than is Oklahoma ahead of Baylor, because they'll get to decide that next week. Where do these two teams, these two Big 12 teams, stay relative to the two Pac-12 teams who yeah. were on a bye? So no new data points for Oregon or Utah. That you could look at these Oklahoma and Baylor games and say, yeah, they're wins, but I don't know that I'm necessarily feeling better about you on the other side of that win than I was uh, last week. So that'll be interesting because I, I, the way things are shaping up, I think it's probably going to be an either or situation for the Big 12 or the Pac-12 getting in if one of those conferences gets in at all. And if you're if you're listening to this, you still you you clearly care about the playoff. Kind of put something on your on your on your brain for Baylor, Oklahoma. If you're either if you're a fan of either of those teams or the Big Twelve or a fan of Alabama or a Pac twelve team, look, I think it's very important that Oklahoma and Baylor that that game for the both of those teams and for the Big Twelve is close on Saturday. Because say Oklahoma goes to Waco and just stomps Baylor by thirty. We're going to all say, okay, Baylor was an absolute fraud, sort of like we thought they were. Drop them to 20. Drop them to 25. And then Oklahoma loses a potential really important win to come Big 12 title time. So if you're a fan of Oklahoma or Baylor, you'd like to win a close, well-played game. If you're a fan of Alabama or the Pac-12 team, you'd like for that one to be a bloody blowout. Um, Bloody blowout. You'd like for that one to be pretty ugly so that the other team's stock really starts to fall. Yeah, just looking a little bit further down last week's uh, playoff committee rankings, some team we had some teams losing in the bottom half of the rankings where you know maybe those are potentially resume items, resume impacts. Kansas State losing to Texas, that that could be an interesting resume discussion down the line for yeah, because Texas should jump back in now at twenty five, yeah. so maybe that helps Oklahoma. And for some and people, if Kansas you, State if you th- is a yeah that maybe that the quality of that win is downgraded a bit. Um, but and uh, we had Iowa losing to Wisconsin. You know, not necessarily a huge shock there, but Iowa, you would think maybe on the periphery of the top twenty five after being number eighteen last week, maybe maybe not in at all. You had Wake Forest losing to Virginia Tech. Uh, we talked about on yesterday's podcast potential strength of schedule implications for Clemson. So uh, just kind of some things to keep an eye on. It's always kind of interesting. It, there, there were a couple years in a row there where Northwestern being inside or outside of the top 25 felt like it had so much consequence for whether some of these big 10 teams were going to sneak into the playoff. And so I'm always kind of trying to keep an eye out for who is that weird uh, 
like seven and five, eight and four team who is kind of on the periphery of the top 25 that might end up having kind mm-hmm. of an impact on being someone's uh, uh, a bullet point on somebody's playoff resume. And we haven't even discussed it, but Auburn is a very important team for Oregon and for Alabama, and they'll play Georgia this week. So an Auburn win over Georgia would go a long way for Oregon's quality loss and for Alabama's potential best win. All right, Trey, anything else we need to hear here? College football playoff top 25-wise? No. You know what, though? For the first time literally in my adult life, and I guess we've been doing this since the playoff began, not the podcast, but working you know, for 24-7 sports and covering this event every Tuesday night. For the first time, I'm actually excited and intrigued yeah. to see what happens. And I, and I anticipate they will maintain uh, my captivity for the rest of the month. So cheers to you, committee, because I had, you know, in the years past, cared about the debut and then sort of just been like, God, just like, stop. This is insane that we're doing this every week at six o'clock yeah. and ruining my Tuesday. But now I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased. And I think it's, it's good content. I think it's interesting discussion. I think the playoff is dominating talk of college football. I think it's good for college football, which is a sport that tends to get lost on Sunday anyway when we wake up and, and it's NFL time. So I think the committee has a chance here to really make college football the it talking point for the rest of the month. And I do think ESPN, at least in the first reveal, did a much better job than they did, at least at the very beginning, you know, back in 2014, of how they're unveiling this top this top 25. It feels like over the years, it has gotten much more quicker to the point. We're not trying to tease you across commercial breaks. We're just kind of like giving you the goods here. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. That's definitely helped my enjoyment of it a little bit, at least. All right, well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, we ask that you do one thing this week to help spread the word about the show. If you need a suggestion or of one thing you could do to help spread the word about the show, well, I don't know, uh, maybe you know, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That'd be pretty good. For Trey Scott and our producer, Tani Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you on Tuesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.